Oh, that was loud. Yeah, that was much louder. I liked that. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are rejoined by our good friend Melissa Kersher. She's here to talk with us about Godzilla vs. Kong. We are going to spoil the shit out of the movie. I mean, if you can really spoil it. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. Hey, it's me, Molly Glover. And Nick Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, what could we talk? We be talking about. Well, before Come we tell you, <laughs> before we tell you what we're going to talk about, I should introduce our guest. She was the first guest ever on our Geeks Without God podcast, low those many years ago. Has joined us many times since then. Uh, Melissa Kersher is here to join us today. Hello, Melissa. Hello, scree scree. I am so glad to be here. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. I will. I would like to say that I know that you misspoke, but geeks without bod is also. What did I say? Did I say that? Oh my god! You said yeah. geeks without bod, well, which also works. That does yeah. work. Certainly, after this year, I mean, that is a hundred percent true. It's a pandemic here. None of us have a bod. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. They have no idea. For all you know, we are just heads in jars. That's, yeah, that, that could be. That could be it. So uh, we are here, and Melissa is here specifically because she is. Uh, uh, often referred to by those who know her as the queen of the lizard people and uh, a big Godzilla fan. And you may not have known, but a film <laughs> called Godzilla versus Kong came out just recently. And we thought we should do a podcast all about that movie and maybe also a little bit about uh, Godzilla as well. Now, before we start this podcast before we start this conversation in earnest i need to be really clear to anybody listening we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie now you're going to ask is there a way to spoil the shit out of a movie in which we are talking about king kong and godzilla fighting each other and my answer is not really but if you don't no, no. there is there there was a reveal in the movie that i was so glad that i did not know ahead oh, of time fair I'm enough so fair enough there, right, is, right. there is a reveal there, for there are super- spoilers Maybe deep like cut, one super deep one cut Godzilla fans. Spoiler. One before big they, spoiler. Before they turn it off though, for spoilers, I would like to point out that the Geeks Without God uh performed Melissa's uh kaiju themed wedding. Yes. yes. We did. <laughs> In which I dressed as Godzilla and yes. my husband dressed as King Kong. That's true. So, so we actually we actually already knew how this ended, and it was in happily wedded bliss. <laughs> and our anniversary, our five year anniversary of that wedding, is in three days. Oh, ah, this is such perfect timing! It is. Perfect timing. It's perfect. This movie it. really was just for us. Yeah, it's 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 an adaptation of your wedding. <laughs> it is it of is. your entire relationship. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, now the the way the other thing I want to do by uh, by way of prefacing this is uh, I explain to my my youngest my 16 year old before we started watching this movie and he was trying to decide he was like oh my god is he 16 already yeah yeah he really is so he's like do i do i you know do i need to should i watch this and really like, what is this and we're like well you know it's kind of a, a follow-up to to kong skull, skull island and godzilla king of monsters and he's like do i need to have seen those movies to really get this and we're like <laughs> no no no, nope. no, you're going to be fine. Uh, in fact, if someone was, if the, the very first scene of the movie is Kong, he's on Skull Island. And if people are like, oh, he's held captive on Skull Island. In no part was anyone like, what Skull Island? You're like, right. oh, Skull Island, sure. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> There's a giant so, monkey on an island. It's Skull Island. Island. It's all good. Uh, so... You know, while we're not going to spoil the while we are going to spoil the movie for you, I'm going to point out that having not seen other films in the current MonsterVerse or even the previous Godzilla MonsterVerse, having having not seen any of those movies, will I guarantee you not spoil your experience? You know Godzilla who Godzilla is. I will say there have been, including this movie, 36 Godzilla movies in 16. Teen, no, sorry, 12 Kong movies. Wow. So, oh. I mean, if you want to watch all the previous ones, 
you are welcome to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily recommend it because there's <laughs> there's some really shitty movies in there. And I, I feel like Queen the, Kong being one of them. Oh, Kong is no bueno. I, I feel like that you know not seeing the previous movies in this iteration yeah. it won't, won't detract from your experience, but I feel like seeing them might add to your experience That's a little fair. bit for because uh, there is a linear plot sort of. I mean, as much yeah. as there is. Like you would want to like can we, like I mean, can we get into the movie? Is that do we think? Yeah. Because for for yeah. example, if you would want to know that uh, uh, Eleven from Stranger Things uh, mm-hmm. is a young girl who befriended Kong, Millie Bobby, uh, Millie, Brown. Bobby Millie Bobby Brown. Thank you. Who befriended Kong and uh, or no Godzilla? Yeah, I was, like, was like I don't think she was she Kong. was friends with Kong. Yeah. No, no, it was yeah. it was Godzilla and uh, was being very uh, that that's why they call him the savior of the people, which was a moniker I had not expected. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla is the people's friend. I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, the, the he stuff did. Ghidorah he, too. He I mean, took out all the monsters in yeah. in yeah. King of Monsters. I it's mean, pretty. It's pretty human centric of, of a thought to think that he did that for people, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I think the entire plot, the entire point of the original Godzilla quote original of the legendary series Godzilla films in 2014 Godzilla establishes that humans are useless <laughs> and really and and totally uninteresting I will say except yeah. for Brian Cranston who dies early in the film so mm-hmm. I mean really there's no reason to watch the human bits just watch the <laughs> giant monsters destroying shit and That's all you, know, you need. The, and yeah. really Godzilla saved us it saved quote saved us from the other giant monsters so therefore he's good yeah you know in the (laughs) that's kind of how this works don't overthink it yeah yeah, there are four movies in the in the legendary monster verse right now there's the 2014 godzilla there's kong skull island there is godzilla king of monsters which is pretty boss and um then there's this one so really if you wanted to watch just those and kind of catch up on what the timeline is that's fine mostly what you'd be missing out on is like the corporate storylines of oh yeah. what's happening with Mars? Right. what's happening with apex <laughs> what's this hollow earth thing i love how absolutely <laughs> this is the movie that absolutely leans into the batshit crazy yeah. all of, it's like whatever we're just going in there's a hollow earth there is a planet inside our planet with a completely undefined atmosphere and light source yeah um, where's that sun coming to, from and gravity you the middle then, of the sky yeah. you, you fall upwards into the other ground <laughs> and and sure whatever what the fuck why not why not, why not? Fuck yeah and in there there's because, a there's a scale from another godzilla and there, and there, that, that's been fashioned that's been fashioned into an axe that you use to turn it on that's what the axe is for it's a, it's a i love i love that godzilla has his own minds of moria like yeah. the middle part of this film turns into lord of the rings hollow earth there's a giant fucking ape peter jackson's in the middle of it wanking somewhere i don't know it's it's amazing it's i i love how this movie just leans into the crazy because there really is a precedent in like the japanese godzilla films to just go completely batshit insane like there there's like sunken atlantis and (laughs) aliens and all sorts of crazy shit going on there is that even precedent for king Ghidorah being turned into a robot spoiler uh oh yeah shows up here that was amazing Um, yeah is there is there a hollow earth (laughs) yeah i think there's even references on the hollow earth thing no literally the original godzilla series like by the 1980s they were they were blending godzilla dna with a rose bush (laughs) and it turned into biolanti a okay. giant Godzilla rosebush. Sure, <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, because because sure. you can just they just they just got his DNA like they just clipped his toenails and they were yeah. like we got we got this now we're fine. <laughs> and by the way, that 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 movie also had, if I remember right, an entire uh, school full of psionic children that were friends <laughs> with Godzilla and could con- communicate to Godzilla telepathically. So That's, yeah, really. 
this so, is all absolutely in line with the overall Godzilla oeuvre. This is this, these are tame. These are mainstream weird yeah. in comparison. They're yeah. yeah. they're uh, family friendly weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, so, all Godzilla is family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I. I mean, I mean, I. Every child who has ever watched a Godzilla film has absolutely fucking fallen in love with Godzilla. I mean, really. The, kids have just this almost universal ad- adoration for giant monster movies. They love destruction, too. It, they love they destruction. Love, they love just like, because Nick and I, uh, Nick and I, are, we, we MC the, uh, they do this thing at uh, Sandbox, at Connie's Sandbox at Convergence, where they, they spend the night before building an entire gigantic cardboard city. All these buildings and billboards and all kids little and adults, cars. And kids and adults, anybody yeah. wants to can build this big cardboard city. And then they unleash kids under eight the next, uh, morning. the next morning. And they are, some of them dress up like 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 dinosaurs or like monsters. And they, they are just unleashed in waves on this unsuspecting city while Nick and I uh, pretend to be TV reporters reporting the mm-hmm. devastation and the carnage as these monsters plow through it, the city. And it's, they love it. Yeah. They, they love it, especially when you're like, oh, that building is full of people. Like a four-year-old just picked it up and looked me dead in the eyes and then was just bashing it. I'm like, <laughs> all the people are dying. Yeah, and there's just, there's a care. reason that one of the greatest video games of all time is Rampage, right? It's oh, just, yeah. you just yeah. get to knock buildings over. I mean, it's great. And eat people. Right. Yeah. It's super <laughs> fun to the kids being in costume for it because it'll be like, oh my God, why would Pikachu do that to that <laughs> Like, it's just... It just adds and enhances yeah. the experience so yeah. much more to see like Wonder Woman a hundred feet tall and stepping on a, a school bus. But it's true, like kids love Godzilla, they love yeah. giant monsters, they they love things, they love smashy stuff, like yeah. smashy movies, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean even um uh the Toho Company, which is the owner of the Godzilla franchise. Um, they have a competitor that's launched their own giant monster franchise a couple of years later, uh, Gamera. And Gamera uh, sure. is a giant flying turtle who mm-hmm. is friend to all children. He is friends, yes. yes. He's very yes. neat, and he is they made of really, turtle meat. Yeah, and they he is made of turn, turtle meat. Everybody loves him, Gamera. And He's so, friends. and he fights, uh, you know, other giant monsters with knives for heads and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, kids love him. Um, both in the movie and outside of the movie, yeah. so it it's it's just kind of this decades long love affair of children with these giant destructive monsters, and yeah, and I mean we have friends where uh, they had a child who woke up and and asked to be up at 3 a.m. the morning that Godzilla versus Kong got mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. I read it. about and this. She said, "No, you're going to have to wait till 6 a.m." Okay. <laughs> child waking up at 6 a.m. to yeah. watch, watch yeah. the movie twice. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so like the classic Godzilla yeah. is a man in a suit, right? It's yeah. uh and th- and you know, now we've moved into the era of of CGI. Um, my question to you, Melissa, as a yes. Godzilla expert, yes, where, starting with the original Godzilla and spanning all the way up to Godzilla versus Kong, where does Godzilla versus Kong fall in the Godzilla spectrum as far as, is it one of the better ones? Is it one of the worst ones? Is it right in the middle with all the crazy fucked up ones? Where do you put this movie mm. In uh, in in on the, your on the, good to bad on, on the Godzilla okay. scale, okay. if we assume the original Godzilla is one of the greats, mm-hmm. which yeah, I, I mean, I, think, I mean, the, the the original Godzilla is almost kind of a, it, it's it's kind of different from a lot of the ones that came after it because it's so serious, mm-hmm. because it's very much an allegory about. <clears throat> uh, okay, let me back up. The Japanese Godzilla films are pretty much entirely a almost a historical account of how japan feels about itself at the time Mm. so the original godzilla is oh no this is us coming out of world war ii we've had atomic bombs dropped on us we can't have our own military this is this is the visitation this is the destruction of japan this is the worst case scenario we have no military to fight against the monster that was created by the bombs that were dropped on us yeah and only science can save us and this is this is a force of nature and 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 as 
you move through the different Japanese movies, Godzilla is sometimes an enemy. Godzilla is sometimes a friend uh, defending Japan. Sometimes, and this is an actual thing, sometimes Godzilla is the manifestation of all of the uh, uh, soldiers who who were uh, enlisted in World War II to do the evil of man. Oh. And this is the revenge of the earth. And, you know, so it, it kind of... Godzilla changes from year to year and decade to decade. And, you know, sometimes the Godzilla, the Godzilla movies are about Japan wishing it had a very robust military because, you know, the only way to fight Godzilla is to have this really robust scientific military with lasers and Mm -hmm, shit. mm -hmm. And, and so it's kind of this weird wish fulfillment and some of it is being at the forefront of technology and some of it, it, there's a lot of social commentary in Godzilla, whether it's intentional or not. And the thing about the American Godzillas, whether it's a 1999 one or the legendary (laughs) series, which we're in now is that I, I mean, since they're being made by Americans, they're a very American thing. We like the destruction. Yay! There's not so much of a message in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even Godzilla at its craziest, like Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, <laughs> which is one of my favorite ones of all time, where literally the monster is fighting is the epitome, the manifestation of pollution. Oh, Eudora. Like yeah. uh, like in a uh, fern gully. Yeah, <laughs> it's this giant sludge monster that uh-huh. flies, uh, and is it, it literally this this movie has animated segments and like girls in go go boots and children and uh-huh. all sorts of crazy shit. Um, but it's it's all this allegory against us. You know, the pollution is destroying our world, and Godzilla is here to save us from it. And I think, if I remember right, that's also the one where Godzilla flies by shooting his atomic breath at the Earth and flying backwards. Well, uh, hold on, because I am under the impression that when he shoots his atomic breath at the Earth, he makes a perfectly like honed tunnel directly into the hollow Earth. He can but also he through the oh, Earth. Boy. Where yeah, he can give the stink eye. He can give the, the stink eye to King Kong at the other yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that was yeah. pretty fucking... It, so like, it reminded me of when my brother and I would uh, take a, a wrapping paper tube and we would look at each other through yeah. the, the end of it and like just like because you'd be standing like yeah. a good you know foot apart and you're like ah fuck you buddy no fuck you buddy you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, yeah the, the thing i love about that is godzilla blows a hole in the earth which is like why the fuck not uh and <laughs> kong's at the center of the earth going roar and he climbs up out of the earth to fight godzilla <laughs> in hong kong and it, and it only takes him like two minutes to get up there like there's a war like, thing a, in the middle deep. he's a giant gorilla they're yeah. they're, they're naturally fast. i don't know if you climbers. know this but monkeys climb yeah. <laughs> okay so anyway getting back to getting back to where we put this film in the in the godzilla spectrum yes yes yeah. i i i'm I'm kind of like, you know, fair to Midland on it. Um, mm-hmm. that the thing I realized about this movie kind of came out of me watching it back to back with Skull Island because mm-hmm. when the day it came out, uh, my husband and I watched it, but uh, Fess hadn't seen Skull Island yet, oh. he'd seen the other two, and so it's like, oh, you gotta see Skull Island because actually, Skull Island is my favorite of this series, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I would, and I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is watching Skull Island first and then this one, it made me realize what I really liked about Skull Island, which is missing from this one. And from a lot of other movies of this ilk of the last twenty years. Um, Skull Island, for all its flaws, it is not a perfect movie. No. But the thing that I really liked about Skull Island is that they treated Kong like a god. Mm-hmm. There was such a setup to seeing King Kong for the first time, and they never yeah. let up on that sense of scope. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this uh, principle that uh, Orson Welles always talked about and could be seen in the movie The Third Man, where The Third Man is a movie where all the characters talk about uh, Harry Lime, Harry Lime, Harry Lime, and Harry Lime this, Harry Lime that. You never see the character until... Mm-hmm literally an hour into the movie that's when 
Orson Welles steps out of the doorway and he's Harry Lyme. And it's like this legend just showing up in the movie. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Kong is in Skull Island. You know, you don't see Kong until like the 20, 25 minutes in. But, you know, they set up the, the human characters first and they go in and it's kind of almost, it, it's set in the Vietnam War and they kind of have set up all these Vietnam War tropes around it and, you know, rah, rah, Americans, bombs and shit. Woo! Credence in the and background. Then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a fucking tree just takes out one of the helicopters. And then what you see is Kong just as this literal force of nature. And the way Kong is shot and treated throughout the movie is like, just is just this insurmountable power. And he's shot just gorgeously, like backlit and you know huge and all this stuff. So there's like this aura around this giant monster. And when you first start uh, Godzilla versus Kong, shot one is Kong waking up in the morning and scratching his ass. Yeah. <laughs> right so, off the bat. It's like, uh, yeah. and the hollies are playing and yeah. he's waking yeah. up in the morning, which is cute. I would and, like to know where his dong is, though. Right. There's like zero dong in this whole movie, yeah. and he is very large. And I'm like, I know gorillas don't have enormous penises or anything, but yeah. like he is an enormous gorilla who right. is just like Barbie doll smooth, but yeah. he has an ass. Like I just was, it was very confusing to me. <laughs> a shapely ass. You can was, really. Like, yeah. really He's got really, a very. <clears throat> it was very clearly like this at this. Oh, just in case you're wondering. Oh, this guy's got an ass. Like yeah. it's oh, yeah. right. Yeah. King Kong's yeah. got a wagon. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. He had. The, well, King I mean, Kong has a butt. I will say about the legendary monster designs is that they're very ass centric and very pro big ass because yeah. Godzilla's got a lot of junk in his trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a very heavy set Godzilla, and I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a quick question about. Uh, so. Uh, in this movie, uh, uh, the only Asian character that I remember from the movie pronounces it Gojira. Yeah. Uh, and is that the traditional pronunciation of the it monster? Is. So is saying Godzilla racist, first of all? Is that because we are in such a dramatic. And also, why do you think they had the only Asian character pronounce it the Japanese way when he wasn't like from Japan or anything? They didn't make it clear that he was like. It just seemed very strange to me that only one person said it like like twice, and they never really talked about it. Like they just yeah. everyone's yeah. like Godzilla, Godzilla, and he's like, yes, Gojira. Gojira, and I'm like, those do not sound the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they don't. I, I mean, I I've always heard that uh, Godzilla means like uh, gorilla whale. Uh, in, it's it's kind of almost a nonsense phrase in Japanese, mm -hmm. but uh, yes, it's originally Gojira. Um, but it was marketed over in the U.S. as Godzilla, and That's, at at this yeah. point, like seventy, well, let's see, nineteen fifty five to twenty twenty one, however many decades that is. Yeah, I mean, seventy. Closing in on yeah. seventy. Yeah. 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 Not seventy. It's interesting. Decades. I just thought it was because, like, I don't remember them ever saying Gogeta from the other movies. I just this is the first time I remember yeah. seeing an American movie where they said it, and then they just like they just didn't they just glossed over it. It was just kind of like there, and no one said anything about it. And so I don't know. It felt it felt I, I, I feel like to me. What was being attempted there was the. It's Godzilla over here, but this is we're we're just doing a little fan service here. There's a little bit of fan service. Fan There's service, actually a lot yeah. of fan service, but um, you know, part of it's you know, this is the original name of the series. Let us mm -hmm. just acknowledge that Gojira, and here you okay. are. So, okay. Um, and so I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff like that, like um, Carl Denham or was it Denham University is name dropped as like mm, the yeah. you know mm -hmm. one of the research institutes. Carl Denham was one of the uh, characters in the original King Kong. He was the filmmaker who drags everybody else well, to Skull he's, Island. He's, I mean, oh, he's sure. the, uh, in every you know, there, iteration a of King Kong, movie. there's a Carl Den Denham, isn't there? I mean, yeah, like yeah. Uh, the Peter Jackson King Kong has Carl Denham. The and the seventies, I think, one. yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah Carl yeah, Denham yeah, has been Carl Denham is kind of a, a I figured, character. I figured that. it was fan service, but it it highlighted for me this like rampant Americanism is the thing. Yeah. It, so I, I don't know about the origin of the word, but what I do know from I, Japanese was my language in high school and uh, college. Uh, Gojira is written in katakana, which is the alphabet for foreign words, right? Mm. It's a it's a like purely phonetic 
uh, alphabet just used for words that are originating outside of of Japanese. Like basically, the of the sea. basically. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's also used for like onomatopoeia, and there's a couple other like exceptions, but. Um, so it's it's you know goji ra in in uh, in in that alphabet. Mm-hmm. So like it might have a, a you know foreign origin where they've mm. taken words from outside Japanese and used them for Godzilla. Yeah, it's not yeah. you know directly yeah. something in Japanese. All right. <laughs> well, I mean Godzilla is. Japan's answer to King Kong too. The people who sure. made Godzilla were all, all people in the um, um, who originally came out of the propaganda film industry. Huh. Um, sure, from, World from War the II. war. They, these were all people who were very skilled in special effects because they were making these, you know, like pro-war rah-rah movies with all the model planes and all this stuff. And so they figured out a whole bunch of special effects and model work. Uh, doing all this stuff and then so suddenly um, after the war suddenly Japan is you know reconsidering its uh, place in the world yeah that's, these, I was going to say that's really interesting with what you said before about it being like yeah. almost like our penance for the yeah that's yeah it, yeah and it's and it's totally the these filmmakers are like we can't really find a whole lot of work but what but you know there were a couple of them that said oh i i saw this movie king kong this is amazing i bet we could make something like this mm. and they did some tests trying to do the stop motion of king kong they didn't have the resources to make that look right and they said wait we're really good at making models what if we just made a suit and put a guy in the suit mm-hmm. and, and everything that was else is models yeah. And, and, yeah and and then um that that was their eureka moment that's how they made their their own king kong so I mean the the very concept of Godzilla is something that went in between the cultures in the first place. And and you know I think I suppose the question of ra- I, I mean I don't know the answer but it feels like in America we know the character as Godzilla. I mean that's how it was marketed mm-hmm. to us when it when it first came over. That's what we've got in our heads and while there are some of us who know that in Japan it's called Gojira. If you released a movie called Gojira versus King Kong, people would be like the fuck is that? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we're beholden to whatever the marketers in the 1950s thought was yeah. good for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. At, at this yeah. point, it's Godzilla. Yeah, at this yeah. point, we're kind of stuck. So over here. We have, and, we have and, to- and, and, and to be fair, Toho is is working with these filmmakers here. And so, huh. yeah, whatever. It's Gojira, Godzilla, whatever. Sure. These are the, the rules that you got to go by and then do whatever you want outside mm-hmm. of that. And mm-hmm. so, like, Gods- Godzilla isn't allowed to emote. Mm. So that there's a reason why a lot of the like interpersonal focus of um, Godzilla versus King Kong is more with King Kong rather than yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Because uh, Godzilla always has to be a cipher, which hasn't always been the case because there have been previous Godzilla films where like Godzilla busts a move. Like he outside, yeah. he he has a victory dance. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen those clips. Places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you know, that clip. Godzilla gifts <laughs> but, are everywhere. So, okay. It was like in the 70s, you know, and the yeah. 70s are crazy. So, okay. So we haven't really talked at all about the movie. I, we've talked around a little yeah. bit. So mm-hmm. I feel like I need to ask a question of everybody. Mm. So thinking about uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, what is a standout moment for you that you thought was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, none of us are going to argue this is a great movie, but I, I mean, it was sure fucking entertaining in my oh, opinion. Yeah. It was like big monsters beating each other up. All right. I'm in for that. It's, so it's, what, it is a trim film. Mm-hmm. It is under two hours long. Um, Adam Wingard makes very trim type movies and uh, this is no exception. So, I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but you know. That's, so that was—is that your standout moment? Was that it was under two hours? No, no, no. My, my—I I was just re- reacting to Tim. But my That's standout fine. moment, my standout moment was the moment that didn't get spoiled for me, and I was very happy. Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know I was going to get Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mechagodzilla! Oh my god! <laughs> and 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 it was a brilliant move because now we don't have to fight. Who wins? King Kong, Godzilla? No, we all win because Mechagodzilla goes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's uh it follows that comic book team up formula where it's yeah. like 
uh, first they have to fight, but then they fight someone else together. Yeah, as like, soon as mm-hmm. as soon as Kong and Godzilla were fighting in the first twenty minutes of the movie, I was like, "Well, shit, this can't be the denouement." Like, so there's gonna be there's gonna be they're gonna have to team up together to fight a common enemy for like they're gonna have a shared purpose. And I was I, yeah. I think my favorite thing in the movie, which I could watch just like this cut out of the movie over and over was the the hong kong fight with all the neon lights Fuck and yeah. the smoke and all that mm-hmm. that is like I, I i feel like anyone who's watching uh uh the godzilla movies for the the plot specifically is maybe <laughs> like that's not why i'm watching them i'm watching them for like kaiju fights you mm-hmm. know and kind of like melissa you said like the american version the destruction and the fighting and whatnot and that's and that's totally what i'm about for for this stuff like you know pacific rim i want to see like you know them duke it out and and holy shit did they duke it out in hong kong and the destruction was great and on a really good scale but the lighting and the way it was lighting up the smoke uh or like debris and dust clouds in the fight it was so pretty like that destruction was gorgeous there was so uh, much fucking neon and I loved it. It was great. I had, I, I, so we already talked about the one moment that I very truly loved, which was uh, Godzilla blasting a hole to the hollow earth. So I just suddenly just going, you know what? Nah. Like just screaming at the ground, which was amazing. But my, I think the moment that I did was not expecting that I just, I thought was very funny was uh, I always knew what, I knew there was a Mecha Godzilla. Uh-huh. Uh, I was not expecting Mecha Godzilla to be powered by uh, Ghidorah's uh, severed head. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was not. I was not. I didn't know. I don't know if that's canon. I didn't. It actually that, is. <laughs> I didn't know that about Mecha Godzilla. I just thought it was Robot Godzilla. So finding out it was like, oh shit! Like that's just like the severed head of another Titan is trapped in this. It made him actually a very pathetic, like a figure full of pathos. That yeah. I was actually like rooting for him to win because it was like what a miserable existence mecha godzilla has like yeah. Ghidorah doesn't know what is going on why am i in this shitty me- like godzilla body like i'm just like like he must be yeah i just i thought that was that was very surprising to me and made me go ha, 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 awesome <laughs> it, it is totally within canon like it, right down to it's one <laughs> of it, it it's uh king Ghidorah, you know repurposed Ghidorah, thank you <laughs> yes Ghidorah, Ghidorah. Yeah, or Ghidorah or Ghidorah. Okay. I think is probably okay. It was very funny. Tim, what's yours? So yeah, my moment is uh, when we get down to Hollow Earth, and Kong fights those those flying snakes, (laughs) snakes things, which are it's it's fucking awesome. Just because I mean that's 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 Kong, right? That's that's who Kong fights. It's like when they're doing the brackets at the beginning, and Godzilla's fighting all these crazy ass monsters, and King Kong is like, "Well, I killed a Tyrannosaurus Rex." I killed another Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, that's what he does, right? Flying mm-hmm. snakes are his thing. And he beats the last one and rips its head off and then drinks its green <laughs> blood. <laughs> It's just like, yes, this is great. It's so fucking metal. Uh, Kong's move that he does it in this movie, and he did it in Skull Island, I think, as well, a couple times. Where, yeah, the one hand on each jaw, using those opposable monkey hands to like actually like rip a skull open. Yeah, that trademark move is so fucking visceral. Yeah, that's a that's a Kong moment. So that was a yeah. th- those were great moments. Now, uh, what what was that's, the nineteenth? Uh, 19- Sorry, what was that again? Oh nope, we can't hear you, Melissa. You cut out, Melissa. That's from the nineteen thirty three Kong. Ah, oh, yes. Yes, That's it is. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, I remember awesome. that. that. You see it in the Peter Jackson King Kong. It's referenced all over the place. But yeah, yeah that's that's a very classic. Uh, that is a classic Kong, Kong move. And that's that's the great it. thing about it. OK, so what about a moment that either made you go, no, or you just <laughs> you just thought was super dumb or just that pulled you out of the movie? Molly, you clearly have yeah, something. I got I to go first. Uh Hundred percent, the ASL uh, that ah. the little girl had been secretly teaching Kong ASL all this time, so he he knew it, yeah, and it was fine. And that like also that like it was just such a like 
it was such a shitty magical deaf person trope to like, mm. oh, the yeah. only surviving member of this mystical tribe that is already like full of the trope of the the mystical foreigners, right? Who have never seen yeah. the, the Western culture. So they're better than us. And they're, they're so magical and amazing. And then there's the one surviving girl and she happens to be deaf and she has an amazing connection with this beast and they sign to each other. And it was just so like, cause mm-hmm. like she's, she's like two feet tall and he's way up there yeah. like, and sign language relies so much on motion and your facial expression. And it's like, how is yep. he even seeing her, her tiny little hands? How does he my, even my, you can see Godzilla from the hollow earth. He can see all the way from a hollow earth, yes. all the to stink eye Godzilla. Of when course her, he can see a little girl sign. When her surrogate mom was like, did you like inside? It was like, did you teach him sign? I was like, Boo! Like, this is so stupid. Oh, just because he's a gorilla, he knows sign language. That's so species. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you had a, I, like you had a pet kitten next, you know. Like, what about yeah, you? What I'm, about I'm like the the moment that Damien Bashir uh, shows up on screen. It's like, oh, that's our villain. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's the guy with the suspicious uh, uh, accent. Uh, just, like, just yeah. look at his yeah. look at the way he wears his beard. It's yeah. just like yes. that's that's a bad guy beard. Only that's a villain a holds guy. a low ball full of brown liquor that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there, although there's there's another moment where uh, at the very very end after the fighting's done um our conspiracy theorist podcaster guy is like oh, i'd love boy. to have you on my podcast like immediately it's like ha 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 that's painful because it, it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just hard that's just it's a hard truth uh, what about you nick truth. uh so all right so mine is a moment where at first i was like this is fucking stupid ah oh, that's but then like after i thought about it for a while and still to this moment the more i think about it the more intrigued I am by this. So this is something I didn't like when we were first watching it, but more and more it has grown on me. And now I'm kind of like all about it. And that's that, uh, uh, Kong's folk, Kong's people not only had tool use, but they were making art. Like they had a fucking (laughs) civilization. They had a throne. There was like Kong statues. It wasn't just the ax that they repurposed out of a, a, you know, radioactive Godzilla skeleton that also was a key that unlocked things, which they did better (laughs) than uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut with Wonder Woman and the arrow. Um, (laughs) It made more sense than this somehow. I, I, at first I was like, that's stupid. But now I'm like, I want to know about Kong culture. Like, yeah. I want to know. I want to see a movie with like a bunch of Kongs. Where that do would they be keep dope. their dicks? That's what I want to know. Like, that's a maybe they're in a vault. Question. Maybe we. Yeah. Maybe they use the axe to unlock their dicks. I mean, be, be careful what you wish for, Nick, because that, that's how we got like Baby Godzilla in mm. the sixties. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, it took me out of the moment when I was watching it, but since. The movie yeah. finished. Yeah. I have thought about it too much. Tim, what what uh, what was your moment that made you just go nah? Okay, so it was it was you know Godzilla shows up while they're transporting Kong on a boat, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, and they've got Kong all shackled up, and they and then you've got the one lead scientist guy who somehow is the guy that makes the decision about whether to unshackle Kong or yeah, not. Yeah. And it's like, you've got to let those shackles go. And he's like, no, we can't do that. The, the It's like, Godzilla's fucking destroying every fucking boat in this armada. Yeah. And Kong is the thing we need, and you're not going to set him free to be able to defend himself. That's dumb. But then the boat turns over. <laughs> <laughs> And they're underwater, and that's when he's like, oh, now it's time to hit the button. Swim for the switch. <laughs> Swim yeah. for the button. Yeah, yeah. that's so bad. <laughs> In that, that computer, that... ridiculous. Yeah, it, I, I was... kind of love the boat fight because yeah, it's, yeah. Because it's awesome. And yeah. also really, really stupid, which yeah. is exactly I mean, the sweet spot for me. It made me wish I could be a kid again because it's 100% something that my brother and I would have played in the pool where one of us would have to be on the raft and the other one would be under the water as Godzilla, like lurking up and like pushing up from underneath the raft. To, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but which one of you, you would re- be responsible for pushing the switch that would allow the other one to escape <laughs> from the raft? 
It's just, oh my I was god. just like, oh my god, that's so dumb. I mean, it's the 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 Although, stink eye between through the earth was dumb, but but that <laughs> that that moment where it's like, all you have to do is let Kong go, and maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you can get out of this alive, but you're like, no, it's too unsafe. What about this is telling you that that's going to make it worse? Um, <laughs> the, the, the first part is like, oh, yeah. good. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. At, at that moment, uh, the other guy's like, you know, this better work or else. Yeah. Like, uh, if this doesn't work, we're all dead. I I mean, Godzilla is <laughs> destroyed the other six yeah. ships. I don't. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's it's just there. I, I although, mean, you know. although there there's something I here's here's one thing like going back to Adam Wingard likes directing tight movies. I love the fact that this movie goes from okay, we need to get Kong to Antarctica. Next scene, he's on a boat. Now, there's yeah. a lot of work that goes into finding yeah. a boat, getting a giant gorilla on the boat, figuring yeah. out how finding, much tranquilizer you need. shackles big enough yeah. for a giant Godzilla. Yeah, that, yeah those yeah, shackles are, are a work of art. Those shackles were amazing and probably weighed more than the anchor for the boat, which, you know, there's some logistic problems in there. But anyway, <laughs> don't drive that boat through the Suez. But... <laughs> uh, the thing is, I realized in between those two scenes, there could be an entire Werner Herzog film about <laughs> a team of people tasked with putting a giant monkey on a container ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, the entire plot, and just like this, this, this great feat of mankind getting a giant drugged <laughs> King Kong onto a container ship from a island that surely doesn't have a port yeah how many how many yeah. trucks did it take to drag him across the land to right. get him to the boat because right. like what did they like lure him to the shore With and like, then, like a couple of banana trees or something i don't know he speaks sign I, language and he makes art like he knows what's happening they, what, they dog don't knows know when she's going to the vet they don't <laughs> know that he speaks sign language because you know if they did they could have just gotten magical native girl to be like oh yeah go on the boat because you will see your family <laughs> That would have been useful. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that would have uh, been a reason to have the ASL. Back in the back in 2005, when Peter Jackson was making his King Kong, um, he was making weekly posts about the production of the movie, which are really great. They're better than the movie. Um, but one of the things he made was like, I think it was even after the movie was released. He said, people keep asking me how we get Kong to New York. And here, here's the missed scene for that. And he, he released this, this all digital scene of King Kong pushing a, a container ship across the ocean filled with bananas. <laughs> so, and that's all I can think of. Stupid monkey. That's uh, also oh. my counter to your, your Warner Herzog uh, yeah. rendition of that is uh, make it like a, a propaganda movie and it'll be Battleship Potemkin, but it's, it's Kong. <laughs> On getting on the boat and then crossing in that yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm is there is there something that you'd like to see happen now? After after Godzilla versus mm. Kong, is there anything that you'd like to see happen next uh, to to expand the legendary monster universe? I want to see Millie Bobby Brown's character, Madison, somehow suffer some sort of atomic accident. And now she <laughs> she has become like not necessarily a kaiju, but like she is now a monster of so like she has powers of some sort. She becomes Ultraman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, like something sure. like that. Or like or like she gets put into one of the, the uh, what are they? The in the other movies, the specific room movies, the suits oh, right? yeah, yeah, or yeah, something, sure. right? Like yeah. she spear, she starts spearheading something after Bruce Banner style accident with gamma radiation or something, right? They were all exposed to a lot of radiation though. So yep. they're probably all going to die in about five years of multiple cancers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think going the radiation. Ultraman route would be just about the only thing they haven't already touched on. I mean, there are, there are mm -hmm. personal things like there are some, uh toho monsters that i'd love to see you know show up i, I mean like i'm a, a absolutely unreasonably a, i'm a big fan of baragon which is a, basically a puppy dog that burrows underneath the earth with a giant you know light up horn on his head and battles <laughs> godzilla but uh you know 
it, 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 we already had the giant monster mashup movie in this series. So, yeah. you know, what do you do next? You get, mm -hmm. you do giant mech suits or Ultraman mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. uh, something like that. You do something different. I, I, or I, cross it over with Transformers. Ah, oh, sure. I was just say you could uh, do your do your inter-studio crossover and uh, do a Gamera movie. Oh, and then Gamera. you can do this yeah. world versus that world. And That'd you can be have good. The, the I'd watch fight. that. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, my, my desire is the unrealistic thing that'll never be made that I always want. And that is a Godzilla and or King Kong. I'll just say Kaiju. A Kaiju movie with no people and no dialogue. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would love yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I would just King Kong doing his thing, doing his business. And they have to tell an entire story about him in, in the, the hollow earth surviving, thriving and, and becoming king of the hollow earth without any people there to tell the yeah. story. Just Kong. They have to actually, I would love that. They have to actually That'd show and not tell. Yes. Yeah. I would love That'd be pretty it. cool. I, uh, I think that since this is a, you know, it's an American franchise, even though they, they regularly destroy Asian cities. Um, I feel like what really needs to happen to really knock it up is that we have to have Godzilla get in combat with an American kaiju. So it needs to be Godzilla mm. versus Babe the Blue Ox. I think oh, that sure. needs to happen. <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, That'd yeah. be good. Which would yeah. I mean it had it has a Minnesota connection. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, it would just it would feel more more local mm -hmm. and more more perfect to us. Yep. Um, I, we could talk about this movie all all day. I want to I want to see if anybody has any final thoughts because it's about time to move on to five questions. And Melissa had five questions that we don't know, so it could take us forever yeah. to come up I with have, answers. But I if quick, anybody has any final, final comments or thoughts before we do yeah. that, yeah. So uh, the film score for this movie was by Tom Holkenberg, uh, who did before this uh Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, mm -hmm. But I want to know why we didn't hear the lamentation of the Godzillas <laughs> every time Godzilla showed up. I didn't hear any I didn't hear any ancient lamentations. And so I, I feel like Tom Holkenberg really phoned this one in. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that's a good I, point. I think my, my final thought is uh I Skull Island is my favorite as a movie. Right. That's yeah. the best movie mm -hmm. out of these. Yeah. But this one is the best monster fights. Mm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Very and, good and monster so, fights. Like like so in that way, these those two are my favorite of these mm -hmm. series. Skull Island is the best of the movie. It has the funniest fucking joke with that that self sacrifice thing with the bombs. Just oh, kills me oh, every yeah. fucking the time. The dude from Bro 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 Boardwalk Empire. Who is like, is like I'll, I'll take it out, guys. It, Don't guys. worry. And then he, yeah, yeah. yeah, all in vain. Yeah. But then this one has the best fights. And I think together they, they really are all you need. Yeah, I think... Um for me, the thing that uh, that I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. What I missed is uh, the th the thing that really works for me in Skull Island is you know you get like ten characters that they can kind of pick off one by one, mm -hmm. and I find in this kind of movie that's a lot more entertaining. So I didn't have a lot of a lot of characters that I was looking forward to watch die in in this movie, and that was a bit of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. Melissa, yeah. we'll we'll leave the last last comment on. Godzilla versus Kong and Godzilla in general to you before we move on to five questions. Yes, definitely. Uh, Kong Skull Island, I think with characters, um, I mean, they were all, you know, paper cut characters, but sure. they also have like Tom Hiddleston running through green smoke with a gas mask on, cutting pterodactyls in half with a, <laughs> a samurai sword. So I, I mean, really, that that's your selling point. Uh <laughs> Um, I, I am, I do like uh, Godzilla versus Kong. It's fun. Um, I could take or leave the the Amer the uh, the human characters, but I mean that's kind of par for the course yeah. for Godzilla movies mm -hmm. in general. Um, I will just say that people who are, you know, fans of the original Japanese Godzilla movies but haven't really watched them all, um, the really really baller uh, Godzilla flick of the last ten years is Shin Godzilla, which is 
uh, Toho is still making their own Godzilla movies. Mm. And Shin Godzilla is the most recent one straight from Toho. And it was made by the guy who made Neon Genesis Evangelion and oh, one of the guys shit. from Attack on Titan. Oh. And that is the scariest motherfucking Godzilla you've ever seen. Nice. Like, Godzilla, you know, just points his snout at the earth and vomits the apocalypse. I mean, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's the, awesome. The sense of scope is amazing on that. And when I going back to uh, when I was talking about how there's a lot of social commentary in the Japanese Godzilla films, that one really hits. It, it's all about the aftermath of the Fukushima disaster only told in Godzilla form. Oh, mm. sure. Sure. Yeah. It's just yep. chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. It's also not perfect, but it's amazing in its own way. So there's my <laughs> recommendation. Godzilla. Okay, good. All right. Well, Godzilla. thanks Melissa for uh, helping us walk through yeah. The uh, epic film that is Godzilla versus Kong. It's time for five questions. You've written five Woo! questions and uh, we'll be answering them. Go whenever you are ready. All right. Number one. If you could make a movie about a giant monster that you created, what would be your giant monster? Hmm. Mm. A giant monster that I created. Not, not necessarily like you're the mad scientist in the movie, just like sure. you're making yeah. a movie. And did, what would your giant monster be? I, uh, I, I would like my, so staying with the kind of, Melissa, what you were talking about, the original Godzilla themes, uh, I want to go with a very, very not subtle and blunt allegory where our monster in the movie in our american kaiju movie is a an enormous super tall uncle sam mm. Mm. yeah uh, wow. with, the, with the tall hat and the beard and everything yeah. and his sleeves rolled up a little you know and and uh and he just causes havoc and destruction wherever he wants he would do well fighting against my giant monster which is uh, uh a 20-story ferret Sure. Uh, because <laughs> yes. they they can fold up completely. Uh, mm -hmm. They they can they they don't have they, their intestines are not complicated as mm -hmm. a, and their spines are very flexible. Yeah. And it'd be very difficult to beat. They tunnel. Uh, their poops are rank. So like yeah. the shit that ferret would be behind would be. I mean, we don't talk a lot about Kong's poops. Uh, much like the dong, but like it would be a situation, right? It would, oh, it yeah. would be a problem. So well, the musk would travel for the, miles. The musk, because this is this is not a descented ferret like you get at Petco, right? Those they've this had a, like they've a had skunk. an operation. This yeah. is yeah, this is a mustelid, and he's gonna must it up. So yeah, I think that <laughs> yeah. would be a very terrifying. And also, his name is Nibbles, and uh, sure. it's yeah, yeah. Okay, I would. Uh, I actually just want to take one of the original Godzilla films and uh, use CGI to replace all the kaiju with porgs. So, oh sure, that's just what I want. Is just porgs. There, it's porgs more of a bumbling, a bumbling destruction. Yeah, it is. It's, it would uh, be. Yeah, they yeah. just they would, destroy would, things because they just do. Yeah. Just would just you leave in the Godzilla scream, or would you dub in the porg scream? Oh, I dub in the porg scream. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just you know, CG it right over there, like it was a problem yeah. that had to be solved. That's what I, I like. Would it. Do. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. For mine, I, as much as I don't really want to feed into my uh, uh, current status as the crazy dog lady, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I feel like there were gaps left with the possibilities behind Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh. And I want a giant Australian cattle dog, mm. <laughs> roaming around just just a giant dog. Um, especially a herding dog, because uh, if you don't give them jobs to do, they get destructive. Sure. And that's sure. how we that's how we beat yeah. them in the end is we just yeah. put them to work. Yeah. 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 Just, just exactly. have them like herd boats through the Suez Canal or right? something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of nudge it along. Okay. Question uh, number two. No, question number two. Is your giant monster a menace to humanity or a friend to all children? Mm. I mean, mine's pretty obvious. There's a... Yeah, he's a, he's a menace. <laughs> yeah. He's a menace. Mind wants to be a friend to all children, but uh, uh, I feel that it's very difficult on account of all the mustelid musk <laughs> yes. and just the, the in general the twenty story size is uh, is pretty damning to children. Is is the the ferret is who the ferret befriends? Is it a child without a sense of smell? Yeah, is that, that's is it. that their special yeah. connection? That's their special connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking with mind the size of their. Their poops alone would be a menace to to society and especially and to also, children. 
Yeah, especially to children. And and, and the fact yeah. that they have a tendency to like tear open electronic things like buildings mm-hmm. uh, to create their nests, I think menace is is really where they land. I think mine, um, given my, my own cattle dog behaviors, um, I'd say they'd be suspicious of children, but love herding them into groups. Sure. So, mm-hmm. so, so children might not like them, but their ultimate goal is to keep them safe from uh, apparently mega wolves or something. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Question okay. three. Question three. What would your giant monster fight? Hmm. Uh, my giant monster's uh, entire. It wouldn't be so much fighting. It would be a heist movie uh, because he'd be stealing diamonds. Uh, that's his deal. He's got a, he has a little little pouch that he wears, and his whole goal <laughs> is to uh, take loot all of the diamonds from the entire United States, uh, just just to hoard them. Uh, he's going to put them in a in a along with all of his discarded yogurt containers that he's also going after because they, <laughs> they they fucking love those things. I'm just saying they, they love them. <laughs> so, but it's a complicated heist movie that also just he thinks he's heisting. But he's, you know, a 20 story ferret. So he's really just destroying the diamond district. And there will be, there will definitely be a joke about how now you have a friend in the diamond business. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hello, God podcast brought to you by the Shane company. That's right. That's right. We haven't, we haven't had a, had a sponsor until now. Thank you, Molly. Yes, that's right. Nick, what, what's, what's yours fighting? So, I mean, in his own mind, right? Everything that he's fighting is just communism. Like, like no matter what monster he's fighting, it's it's always yeah. you know, spouting off these jingoistic, the of like the red threat must be crushed, you know, type type stuff. Because he can, my kaiju can talk. But so, um, so there's like a giant Karl Marx that comes up. No, no, it's okay. That's the thing is that like okay. he's just like it's just poor people. It's just poor. Yeah, it's, oh. it's and and. The, the mineral wealth of other nations. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's just like pounding a hole into the ground to steal lithium from Brazil or something. And the whole time he's like, you know, haven't you read Animal Farm? Ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's pretty good. Mine, um, they, they wouldn't really be fighting things. You know, every time like the military showed up to stop them, they just have this look of shock and sadness on their face and then things would they'd stop fighting them and sure. and then they just let it they'd be like all right fine you can you can have LA I guess and they'd, they'd let, him, <laughs> let him take out LA and then they'd, they'd move down the coast to San Diego and they'd be like all right this has gone far enough we're gonna have to take you out and the military would show up and they all be like Aah. and then they'd be like oh we can't we can't take you out fine you can have you can have San Diego too and on it would go that's that's how mine, mine would work uh, yeah, so. yeah. Melissa Oh, right now the the peak enemy of my dogs is apparently the Amazon delivery people. <laughs> so I so I think that my giant cattle dog would be battling Amazon as a okay. corporation. Yeah. I, Melissa, I think we have a crossover there because I think we do. Yeah. I think I think the the giant Uncle Sam would definitely like get mind controlled by Jeff Bezos to protect Amazon. Mm. Sure. Oh, probably mm-hmm. from from dogs. Yeah. 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 Oh God, definitely. Be, definitely. Could be Mecca Uncle Sam. That would be your Kong versus Godzilla movie. With like okay. the Amazon smile. The Mecca yes. is actually made on <laughs> cardboard. He's, uh, he's controlled by Jeff Bezos' severed head. Fucking God willing. Yeah. Yeah. I love how this is going. <laughs> All right. Number four. What famous landmark would be utterly destroyed by your giant monster? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly, given my giant monster starting in L.A., it would be Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Would, Disneyland yes. would go. It would. It would. It would be the first thing because they they try to like perch on the Ferris wheel and they just crush uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be sad. Uh, what's we got? Yours? Oh, I, yeah, mine. So it's not what you would think, uh, maybe, <laughs> but uh, he would actually destroy the uh, Capitol building in Washington, D.C., but then, like, no Republicans would get mad about it. Oh, yeah. They'd just be like, it wasn't violent. It's fine. Whatever. It's America. Yeah. They'd just be surprisingly cool with with that, with their (laughs) their office being destroyed Mm -hmm. by patriotism. Yeah. 
See, for you, Nick, I was thinking, well, he'd probably destroy the Washington Monument first. And it'd be stuck up his butt and he'd go, I just slipped and landed on it in the shower. <laughs> classic, classic. He has a wide stance. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fidel Castro put this here. <laughs> Nibbles is definitely going to take down the Houston Astrodome. Mm. Uh, it is a comfy bed. Uh, oh. It looks it looks like a like cozy a like a ferret hammock or like a like their their pillow sleepers, yeah. and so that's where a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> a lot because there will be a baseball game happening when that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no question. Melissa, what about your giant cattle dog? I'm thinking the Eiffel Tower needs to go. Um, oh yeah, because uh, well, just about anything nice and tall, um, my dog Max like to urinate on. So oh, I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think just. It's going to flood. It's just going to flood. Some tall landmark like the Eiffel Tower. Um, actually, uh, um, the uh, what are the, the, the big tall towers in Abu Dhabi? The, um, oh, no, Dubai. I Dubai. I don't remember. Burj Khalifa. Not, yeah, oh, they, yeah. I, Burj Khalifa. There we go. Yep, Burj Khalifa yep. goes. I think uh, there could be a lot. I think a lot of them could be flooded in P because, like, you know, he's going to travel around the world and he wants yeah. to mark every spot. Yeah, yeah it's leading, all leading Tower of Pisa, all those people yep. who are trying to like take pictures where it looks like they're holding it up, just flooded in urine. <laughs> yeah, just urine. I, everywhere. I, I feel like maybe there could be a, a jokey scene where one of the dog actually plays fetch with a large part of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's good. Um, yeah. Also, um, it, like the uh, Geodesic Dome at Epcot. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah. That oh, that's a, ball. That that's be, a good ball. That's yeah. a good ball. That's a good yeah. ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right, question number five. Number five. During the inevitable merchandising wave surrounding your movie, your monster is featured as a deluxe action figure or toy. What awesome accessory or feature does it come with? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, lobbyists. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a bunch of tiny little injection molded plastic guys yeah. with briefcases yeah. full of money. And that's like, it. Like little tiny army guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, exactly, the, exactly. The, but the, they all have briefcases yeah. full of money yeah. and like bags of gold with dollar signs on them and stuff. <laughs> and they all oh, have a cigarette. All yeah, just, yeah, yeah, cigars oh, like yeah. the Monopoly, yeah. Monopoly yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Nibbles, the Nibbles is going to be it's going to be one of those like plush, you know, like kind of big, like like it'd be like two feet big, right? Uh, and it'll have little uh, those little uh, plastic extruded gems you can get like in Splendor sure. or whatever. Oh yeah. But it'll be diamonds that you can put into his little pouch. He has a little special That's pouch, cool. and it comes with a little pouch of diamonds. And then if you if you lift his tail. Uh, pretend poop comes out oh, and it's super perfect. funny and it's yeah. just one of those really uh-huh. funny things yeah. like does it come uh, out like play-doh or is it solid it's things? like little solid lumps like those okay. uh like those uh did you ever did you, i don't know if you all smoked cigarettes but uh those little donkey uh yes. cigarette where the, the cigarette came out the donkey's yes. ass oh, you yeah lift the tail oh and the cigarette just comes you lift straight the tail out and it was like poop, a cigarette yes. and you would just pull it out and be like oh that's funny like like that yeah. but it would just be like <laughs> A Pez dispenser for cigarettes. I like this. Yeah. No, uh, candy black poops. Licorice. Exactly. <laughs> because I want the kids to be unhappy. Right. Nibbles yeah. poops a lot. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, uh, blue milk. candy. Sorry. Blue milk. Blue milk <laughs> yes. comes with mine. So that's what comes with yours? Blue milk. Blue milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just like a Perfect. carton of it. Just room temperature. It's okay. It's, it's, it's shelf stable. It's and, uh, fine. It's the only toy you find in the refrigerator section. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents to get you the porg. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Mecha porg. I, I, anyway. I, um, I think the dog needs to come with the leg lifting action. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. You can fill, fill up the toy with, pee- yep. with, with water and, it. you know, the. It's like you a water gun. enemy is with pee. Like you hold it under your arm and then you like lift its leg and it, it like super soakers. So it's, yeah. like, it's oh. like a super soaker. It's like, <laughs> you like pump yes. it up. You pump up the dog. Oh, yeah. You grab the front and back so legs together and you dog. pump it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, like when you hold the cat oh, like yeah. a gun. Yeah. You grab yeah. its front and back legs and you. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> These movies are going to be hits. I would buy all of those toys. Um, (laughs) Melissa, those were five fantastic questions. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. It was the perfect movie to have you back as a guest. Thank Uh, you so much. I am honored to be here. We look forward to the next perfect opportunity to have you back (laughs) as a guest. Um, 
Prometheus but, 2. Prometheus 2. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, there that we is, had that. Ah. That, is, that is the worst opportunity to have you back as a guest. But uh, nonetheless, hey, we I, look I forward. Established, I established this fucking thing. You did. You did. You established. My for Prometheus. It is I still like, entire podcast. I just like that our very first episode was not nah, shit on this movie. Fuck this, <laughs> fuck this movie. I so want to know. Hard. We want to tell you guys what we're all about, and it's not Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about atheism. We're not. We're just gonna. No, we're just gonna rip shit. on this fucking Prometheus. We don't in. That, that was our first God, episode. We don't believe this movie can be enjoyed. Yes. If you like, if you like, want to know what our thoughts, the four of us, our thoughts about Prometheus, just go to our website. Type in Prometheus as a keyword. In the search function, listen to episode one. one. It should still be up. Oh, it's still there. It's still there. We've been Geeks Without God. If you enjoyed our show, uh, you can support us on Patreon. Just a couple bucks a month. You can get episodes early. You can watch the amazing video of the three of us laughing at each other online. Uh, And, you know, you can just feel good about supporting a crazy, ridiculous podcast by crazy ridiculous people uh we are going to be back next week talking about some other crazy ridiculous shit and we really appreciate you listening to us bye bye okay does anybody care about how many people died in hong kong anybody no didn't think so we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks without god we're geeks we're geeks geeks without god Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Two weeks from now, when I'm totally protected, I'm on call for work.